This is the Truth Hurts Program. Volume and spice up that eggnog. It's not Santa coming to town. It's at the Truth Hurts Program. Hello, Happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas. It is the Truth Hurts Program with your host, Steve Z. That would be me back in the old air chair, the squeaky old chair behind the plastic microphone here at the Studio 63 Truth Hurts Program Network. Yes, I am getting ready to take a few days off, but I might squeeze a program in here or there while I go over the river, over the lake, through the woods, through the swamps, through the bayous to Grandmama's house for my Cajun Gumbo Christmas Dinner Feast at my dear sweet mom's house. 83 years old, and we're giving her a break from cooking this year as I bring my literally award-winning top-choice chicken andouille sausage gumbo down to mom's, where two of my three brothers, my children, uncles, aunts, son-in-law, daughter-in-law, and a cousin or two will pop in along with a nephew. We're going to have a big Cajun Christmas dinner at mom's house, and I will be the chef. So I'm looking forward to that. What are your plans for Christmas? What are you doing? Are you heading out? If you live in the deep south, places where we're accustomed to shorts and tank tops on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, this year will be much, much different. An Arctic blast is heading all the way down into Mexico. It will certainly make a swipe at Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, Florida, Georgia, the Carolinas, Everywhere where we're used to mild Christmases, this year will be a frigid cold Christmas. We are expecting single-digit windchill factors in New Orleans, of all places. Actual temperatures just north of New Orleans across Lake Pontchartrain, where Studio 63 is located. We're going to get down into the low teens on the day before Christmas Eve, on Christmas Eve, and again on Christmas Day. If you have outdoor pets, I highly encourage you to bring them inside or insulate the living hell out of the doghouse. Put a space heater out there with an extension cord, but not something that'll catch fire if Fido's tail accidentally hits it. I have a couple of those old oil boilers. They look like radiators, oil radiators, and I'm going to place one of those outdoors in a large box for the stray kitties of our neighborhood if they want to come and try and get warm. Maybe it'll work, maybe it won't, but at least I'll feel good about doing my part. People in the Deep South are not accustomed to sub-20 degree weather. We haven't had any of that here in over 20 years. Some meteorologists say parts of South Louisiana have not been this cold in over 35 years. So what the hell is this global warming lie all about? Oh, I could go into that, but I won't waste your time or insult your intelligence. Weather has zero to do with your diesel F-250 or mine and will not be positively affected by you driving a Prius. Sorry, how arrogant is humankind to think that we have some significant impact on the climate, on a spinning rock that rotates around a sun at varying distances each solar cycle as they relate to other spinning rocks 
and gravitational pulls of those other spinning rocks. I could go into this in grave scientific detail, but you don't need to hear that right before the holidays. I would like to point out to you the ignorance of Alexandria Horseface Cortez, the Democrat House of Representatives member from New York, a girl who was a bartender until George Soros interviewed her and said, Ooh, I like the way you danced in high school with your little sweater, little girl. If you haven't seen that video, look up Alexandria Horseface Cortez, AOC College Dancing in a Sweatshirt. That will show you. She's just another girl and a puppet of the Soros machine. AOC took a swipe at Republicans for not supporting a raise to the minimum wage. But she was reminded that it was Democrats who actually killed that legislation. Lawrence Richard in Fox News writes, After two years under the Biden administration and gropey Joe Biden touting his so-called economic accomplishments, most Americans are still living paycheck to paycheck, many of them having seen, and I mean many, the majority of them having seen their real expendable income decline since gropey Joe Biden and Camel Toe Harris took office. However, that didn't stop the vapid, brainless, empty-headed, horse-faced Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez to suggest that Republicans are to blame for Congress failing to raise the minimum wage last year, despite Democrats having a majority in both the House of Representatives and the U.S. Senate. The Republican Party sent out a tweet saying 60% of workers in America report living paycheck to paycheck. And AOC ignorantly responded, quote, and yet y'all still voted against raising the minimum wage, unquote. While her tweet was likely intended to be a swipe at Republicans, the Twitter fact check organization jumped into the conversation to add context to her claim, showing that the Democrats are to blame. The fact check wrote, quote, the minimum wage has not changed since 2009. Both parties have had adequate time to argue for and pass such a measure. Neither party has. Now you might recall as recently as 2021, the Democrat-controlled Congress could not pass a raise for the minimum wage. Democrats introduced a bill, but unlike Alexandria Horseface Cortez's tweet might suggest, the bill had bipartisan support. It also had opposition from Democrats as well as some Republicans. The fact check notice reads, In 2021, Congress voted on a bill to raise the minimum wage. It passed 231 to 199 in the House. The bill was opposed by 192 Republicans, 8 Democrats and 1 Independents. Three Republicans did support it. The bill failed to clear the Senate because 7 Democrats opposed it. Blocked 58 to 42 in the Senate, seven Democrats and one independent joined the Republicans in blocking the bill. According to the Department of Labor, the federal minimum wage is currently $7.25 an hour since its increase in July of 2009. My friends, Alexandria Horseface Cortez might need your assistance in pulling her foot out of her mouth. This is the Truth Hurts program. I often warn you of the Democrats' infighting and their chewing each other up and spitting one another out. According to a book 
Joe Biden was annoyed with Camel Toe Harris at the start of his presidency. He expressed frustration with Camel Toe during the early months in office. He got wind that her husband, Doug Emhoff, was griping about her policy portfolio, which her so-called allies believed was damaging her politically. The backbiting rankled the U.S. leader Joe Biden. Author Chris Whipple wrote in a book called The Fight of His Life, Biden was annoyed. He didn't ask Harris to do anything he hadn't done as vice president. She begged him for a voting rights assignment. The president told a friend that Harris was a work in progress. As of last week, by the way, 53% of registered voters in the United States disapprove of Camel Toe Harris. Her detractors multiplied exponentially after she was assigned the issue of stemming immigration at the border, and now the border is even more wide open with more illegal criminal trespassing, law-breaking, violating invaders coming across. Oh, Camel Toe, you're a terrible vice president. The progressive, liberal, woke, so-called enlightened college crowd, better known as academia, is more and more anti-American each and every day. Olivia Land wrote in the New York Post, Stanford releases a guide against harmful language which includes the word American. Stanford University released a guide this week on harmful language that it wants to remove from its online properties, noting that the term American is a no-go. The language guide, which was published Monday of this week, aims to, quote, eliminate many forms of harmful language, including racist, violent, and biased language in the Stanford websites and code. The Elimination of Harmful Language Initiative was launched in May, and it lists the prohibited terms under 10 categories, including racism, homophobia, and ableism. Under a section titled Imprecise Language, the guide advises readers to replace the term American with the term U.S. citizen. That seems to be a little more divisive, right? After all, even Mexicans are from North America, right? They say that the word American often refers to people from the United States only, thereby insinuating that the U.S. is the most important country in the Americas, North and South. This is the reasoning they use, noting that the North and South American continents actually include 42 countries. This initiative was launched to eliminate harmful vocabulary from Stanford's websites. Other listed terms are immigrant, which should be replaced, they say, by person who has immigrated or non-U.S. citizen to avoid referring to people by single characteristics while walk-in hours is now swapped out for open hours because people with disabilities might not be able to walk in. The common phrase beating a dead horse is now cautioned against because it supposedly normalizes the thought of violence against animals. In addition, the 13-page list outlines several slurs raised primarily against black individuals, indigenous groups, wheelchair users, LGBTQIA plus individuals and others. The guide's preface says, the purpose of this website is to educate people about the possible impact of the words we use. Some people were criticizing this publication on social media 
One commenter wrote, Political correctness is fascism pretending to be manners. Leland Stanford would be ashamed of the institution he co-founded, said another. Guess my naturalized legal immigrant American parents and relatives are, quote, harmful now, wrote another commenter. The university did not respond to a Truth Hurts program request for comment. Let's keep it on the LGBTQ aberrant behavior lifestyle group. Profoundly discriminatory. LGBTQ Oregon state residents fear a new gun law might leave them vulnerable. They say Oregon's new gun law is profoundly discriminatory and places the queer community at risk to be inhibited, delayed, or prevented from defending themselves, according to a queer activist. The measure will place the LGBT community at risk as the law allows subjective criteria such as increased risk of suicide for sexual and gender minorities to be used as a means to remove queer people's Second Amendment rights. You see, there is an extremely high rate of suicide when LGBTQ people find out that they are freaks, they are queer, they are not normal. The mental illness that makes them think they can simply identify as another gender and suddenly be that other gender, and then looking down and still seeing their natural God-given body parts drives many queers to suicide. Oh, they can claim it's because they were picked on. Act normal and you won't get picked on. The measure was passed in November and many groups, including gun rights advocates and cop organizations, have criticized the new law. It has resulted in numerous lawsuits and court injunctions being filed. The ballot, known as Measure 114, will place a new law that allows subjective criteria to be taken into consideration when someone wants to buy a gun. One queer advocate, last name Palette, said, A queer person seeking to purchase a firearm for the first time could be denied a permit by citing an increased risk of suicide for gender and sexual minorities. Similarly, someone who exercises their First Amendment rights to assemble and protest could be deemed a threat to the community and therefore denied their Second Amendment rights. Operation Blazing Sword and Pink Pistols is announcing that it will be filing an amicus brief on behalf of plaintiffs suing to overturn the law. Oh my goodness. They'll be out there flaming, blazing swords and pink pistols. Palette says, Operation Blazing Sword and Pink Pistols believes that gun rights equal queer rights because lawfully owned and lawfully carried firearms defend queer lives and that self-defense is a human right. Any measure which inhibits, delays, or prevents the ability of queer people to defend themselves is inherently homophobic and transphobic and violates both civil and human rights. Measure 114 fails to clearly define what does and does not qualify for applicants. Moreover, Measure 114 applies to all firearms, not just handguns, so in this manner it drinks deeper from the tainted well of discrimination, giving local police the unprecedented ability to deny the right for people to keep and bear arms to anyone they choose for any reason. Wow, this must be driving the Democrats nuts! Democrats want to get rid of all guns as a general rule of their party. And now queers, which 
almost 100% identify as Democrats, are screaming that their Second Amendment rights are being taken away. They're eating themselves and each other. Soon, the cops will have to be brought in. <laughs> this is the Truth Hurts Program. From the studios that brought you great police and crime dramas with only three-letter names, it's 2023's newest television crime drama, LGBTQIAPD. Those three-letter cop shows were good, but we're three times as good. We have nine letters, and that's just the beginning. Just like the number of made-up genders keeps growing, this multi-letter police show will be way more flamboyant than the rest. Policing will never be the same in the big city. Now that the nine-letter LGBTQIAPD is heading to your television or streaming device. Got a fashion emergency? Call LGBTQIAPD. Gay men find out their partners are packing the fudge with other men? Call LGBTQIAPD. Lesbians, have you lost your scissors? Call LGBTQIAPD. Grown-ass men dressing up like women to take a peep at your prepubescent middle school daughter? Oh well, in some states, that's perfectly legal. But the LGBTQIAPD team will set your cisgendered ass straight. Are you straight and want to complain about transgenders and cross-dressers teaching queer topics to your kindergarten children? Again, in some places it's perfectly legal, and the LGBTQIAPD force might just arrest you for creating a disturbance. Police drama shows will never be the same. Now that the rainbow uniform and patch-wearing LGBTQIAPD team is here, this new action fudge-packed drama will be on Tuesday nights at 9. Why? Because nobody goes out on Tuesdays, right? And coming this summer, gay bashing, name-calling, vandalism, and murder have nothing on the LGBTQIAPD CSI team. Twelve letters. These snappy dressers will dig deep into the annals of every case, bringing black lights and bondage tape. The LGBTQIAPD CSI team will undress every case to the bare details. And it's coming soon to a television or streaming service near you. LGBTQIAPD and LGBTQIAPD CSI will change the way you view policing from a gay and transgender perspective. And since today's Truth Hurts program seems to be following a theme of the Democrats eating each other alive, the New York Post has an article that says Team Biden's dumbest defense yet of the president's border disaster. So who's to blame for America's illegal migrant nightmare? Stop. Can't say America. It's got to be U.S., right? Because America is two whole continents of Americas, right? Anyway. So who's to blame for America's legal migrant nightmare? The latest White House line is that it's everyone who's spreading misinformation by calling the border open. Seriously? The border is not open, insists the little black homosexual girl, Karine Jean-Pierre, at the White House. She said the border is not open, and she also said, we're doing the smuggler's job if we spread misinformation. Enter Mayor Eric Adams of New York City, the sanctuary city. He was asked Tuesday, as we discussed his first year in office, he laughed and noted that the 31,000 illegal migrants already being bussed to the city and the ones now flooding El Paso and other border towns are, quote, 
coming from somewhere, unquote. He says we need to do something about the border issue. Now, he's refrained heroically from putting the finger directly on Biden, but he is saying those migrants are coming from somewhere, and we know they're coming across a wide open border. Fact. More than 5 million illegal, criminal, law-breaking, trespassing, invading migrants have been caught crossing our border illegally since Joe Biden took office. That's all-time record-setting numbers. And those are just the 5 million we caught. Estimates from Border Patrol officials, Border Patrol agents on the ground, Customs and Border Protection agents, Immigration and Customs Enforcement agents, and other law enforcement agencies have said the number of people who get caught is about one-fifth the number who get away without being caught. So let's do some very simplistic Truth Hurts program mathematics, shall we? If five million got caught and five times that many got away, that means 25 million have snuck into this country since Joe Biden came into power and simply never got caught. Five million got caught plus 25 million that did not get caught equals somewhere around, you do the math folks, 30 million illegal, law-breaking, trespassing, criminal, invading, smuggled migrants crossing our wide open border. Title 42 slowed the stem of the tide of illegals coming across the border, and now they want to end it. The idea that telling the truth about the border helps smugglers is beyond ridiculous. The human traffickers, the coyotes, the drug cartels, they know exactly how porous the border has become. They know exactly what areas are and are not being watched. The potential migrants are also in touch with folks who have already found their way into this country. But Karine Jean-Pierre is in an alternate reality where even the end of Title 42, she claims, won't open the border. She says, we'll go back to Title 8, which allows for process. Those who do not have a legal basis to remain will be quickly removed. The Biden administration hasn't removed anything or anyone. Team Biden already reads the law as giving most of them just the legal basis, and the process means years before transparently false claims of asylum are eventually rejected. By the way, good luck finding the migrants to deport. You think they're signing up with their real names? Come on. Biden's own Department of Homeland Security predicts two to four times as many illegal entrants as many as 14,000 will start rushing the border the moment Title 42 ends. This air-headed, eye-flitting, head-wagging, black lesbian woman is not the first Bidenite to spout these nonsensical words. Alejandro Mayorkas, the Homeland Security Secretary, said, quote, The political cry that the border is open is music to the smugglers' ears because they take that political rhetoric and then they market it. Listen, folks, if Team Biden really thinks the open borders talk makes the matters worse, the answer is to truly close 
our border to illegal criminal law-breaking trespassing invaders. The White House got roasted for struggling to explain Camel Toe Harris's actions at the border. We need Sherlock Holmes to figure this out. Tommy Laren sounded off on OutKick after White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre was unable to provide any information about what Camel Toe Harris has actually done to combat the crisis at our southern border. On Fox & Friends first Tuesday, Ms. Lauren argued that the crisis is happening by design and called for action when Title 42 actually expires. Tommy Lauren said, quote, It would take Sherlock Holmes and company to figure out what Camel Toe Harris has done to address the border crisis, to address those root causes that she so often talks about, but it wouldn't take Sherlock Holmes or even a sane and rational person to understand why we have a border surge, why we have a border crisis. It is by design. When you don't enforce the immigration policies you have on the books, when you have no willingness to enforce the laws whatsoever, you get a run on the border like we haven't seen before. And yes, I'm so happy that Title 42 is in place as we speak. However, we know the day is going to come that it's going to expire, and we need a mechanism in place to defend our border long after Title 42. That is our right as American citizens. That is our right as a country. And unfortunately, I don't think we can wait for Kamala Harris, the so-called border czar, or gropey Joe Biden to do it. We are going to have to take action. And those who take action are called racist, mean-spirited bigots. Such a shame. Finally this morning, nasty, naughty Nancy, Nazi Pelosi has alerted all the House members to be physically present for a special session she is calling today, Wednesday, the 21st day of December 2022. The alert was sent to all colleagues in the form of a letter, only gave the reason that a, quote, very special session, unquote, will feature a, quote, very special focus on democracy, unquote. While no elaboration was given, the letter was obtained by the Washington Examiner, and it coincides with reports that Ukrainian dictator Volodymyr Zelensky will visit the U.S. Capitol in person on Wednesday. We're ending a very special session of the 117th Congress with legislation that makes progress for American people as well as support for our democracy. The letter reads, Please be present for a special focus on democracy Wednesday night. Zelensky's trip was not confirmed as of yesterday, but now it is said he will be speaking to the U.S. Congress. I guess he'll be begging for more money to go overseas to fight his war. While we have open borders, fentanyl trafficking, human smuggling, crime through the roof, massively high inflation, massively high interest rates, a recession on the horizon, crime again through the roof, and an economic and domestic and foreign policy disaster standing in the White House, not knowing where to even walk without the aid of an Easter bunny, an aide, or even a little girl to sniff. Mr. Zelensky is expected to thank U.S. for the military and financial aid that has been slowing the Russian advance. Remember, it was Joe Biden who gave away a burgeoning democratic republic known as Afghanistan to the Taliban. And now, I guess as payback for not prosecuting his cocaine-addled son, Hunter Biden, we're going to be treated to another begging speech by Zelensky so that Congress, in its last feeble act 
before being turned over to the Republicans can give away more of your hard-earned tax dollars to a country that is being run as a dictatorship. Hey kids, mom's got some great news. Yes, your mother's gotten a pay raise at her job. Isn't that terrific? Yay, mommy! Hey, mommy, congratulations. congratulations! Can we go out to celebrate? Hey, we can go to that new Cajun restaurant across town. Whoa there, Brandon. That place requires vaccination cards, just like Nazi Germany. On the news, they say that place also requires you wearing a mask even while you're eating. That's stupid. I hear they only have a quarter of their tables open, and they've raised their prices like three times in their first three months in business. Yeah, buddy. They obviously don't want our business. Honey, do you have any ideas? Well, my pay raise was only 2.7%, but Joe Biden has caused inflation over 7%. So I actually took a pay cut when you think about it, which kind of puts a damper on my mood. Why don't we just stay home and I'll cook dinner? But mommy, it costs just as much to cook as it does to go out because the grocery store prices are so high. Okay, let's go out. I'll try and enjoy the celebration of my pay raise. Okay, kids, but remember, no appetizers or dessert. Aww. Let's go, Brandon. Ah, yes, my friends, the most expensive Christmas in the history of the United States of America, thanks to Joe Biden's inflation. Yes, it is Joe Biden's economy. That's all the time I have for this edition of the Truth Hurts program. It is Wednesday, December 21st, 2022. Go out there and make it a great day and be kind to others. Thank you for listening to the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. Opinions expressed are protected free speech under the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. I apologize if you were offended, but I retract nothing. Background music by Jason Shaw and Audionautics. This program was pre-recorded. <laughs>